You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Local voices, local conversations. Thanks for being back with us on NapaBroadcasting.com. For years, Napa has sat at the cutting edge of innovation and education. New tech, magnet schools, charter schools, project-based learning, and a healthy willingness to shake things up and embrace change. Not just for change's sake, but because it was the future of education. We're going to talk a little bit about Napa's place in this future today and the role of Napa Learns in embracing that future. We're joined by the Executive Director of Napa Learns, Peg Maddox. Peg, thanks so much for being with us here on NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks, Jeff. I'm really glad that I'm here, and I'm happy to tell our story. Well, it's great to have you here. You and I were talking before we went on the air about the fact that so many people have heard of Napa Learns, that that know a little bit about it. It's sort of like the story of the blind man and the elephant. Everybody knows a little different part of it. Talk a little bit about how it came to be and what its mission really is. So Napa Learns was founded in uh, 2010, and it was founded by several business people in the community, also community members like Chuck McMinn, Rick Jones, Dorothy, Salmon, uh, to start to replicate the great best practices at New Tech High School in all the schools in Napa County. And so a million dollars was donated by a community member, and another million was raised from individuals. But the most important uh, thing that happened at that time was Auction Napa Valley also committed if we would make the whole Napa Learns mission broaden out to the whole community. So the mission is to transform all public schools in Napa County to 21st century schools. And that's doing it real time. We call it, you know, changing the tire on the bike while you're riding it. And uh, our mission is to raise funding for the school transformation. And I'll talk to you a little bit about what that means. But also to provide intellectual or thought partnership for the district. So we sit on a lot of committees and help the districts plan the transformations. And then the third part of of what we're doing is really to um, evaluate all of the innovations and best practices to make sure that we're doing the right things by continuing to fund them. And why wasn't this done by the district itself? Why did it take an entity, a separate entity, an independent entity like Napa Learns to really be at the forefront of this transition? That's a really good question. At the time that Napa Learns was formed in 2010, and by the way, the real activity started in 2008 before Napa Learns was even formed, um, the school districts were under tremendous pressure uh, to spend the money on the focused areas that they were have the mission to spend on, and that's called the general fund. And they had no money to spend on innovation. It's a risky, innovation is a risky business, and they needed someone on the outside to bring in the money. And we actually had a lot to do with what they innovated and um, then if, and measure the results so that if it did not go well, we could change it, but we wouldn't be um, risking taxpayer money to, to do those kinds of um, experiments. And how were results going to be measured? I mean, we hear a lot about the testing that, that went on under No Child Left Behind, the new testing that takes place under, under Common Core. What kind of metrics were being used with respect to Napa Learns and its mission? Well, our big mission is for more students to graduate from high school and go to college and stay in college. So we use those metrics. Um, we also look at the most important time of a child's education career, and that's the beginning, so pre-K through second grade. All kids, I used to be a kindergarten teacher, all kids should be able to read by third grade, end of third grade. A lot of them can't. A lot of them come in two years behind in kindergarten. And so we focus a lot of our uh, funding and professional development on the preschool through um, second grade areas. And uh, I didn't mention earlier, but we do spend quite a bit of money on uh, seeding 
technology as well. So we use those metrics, but uh, since we're focusing on our partnership with New Tech Network, uh, we also get some additional metrics from them because they give the students and teachers surveys and other kinds of tests so that we can measure their success in 21st century skills, which are not measured by the high-stakes tests um, up till now. They will be this year with the Common Core. Talk a little bit about the nexus with New Tech. And, and it itself, the New Tech Network, has gone through some changes during the period of time that it's been associated with Napa Learns. Right. So New Tech High was founded in 96, but the work began much earlier by business people in the community like Buzz Butler. Um, and they uh, formed that school. And after a few years, the Gates Foundation looked at that school and said, we need to replicate that. So New Tech created a foundation, and they didn't scale very well, so they handed off all the uh, intellectual property to Knowledge Works, which is a nonprofit in Cincinnati, and then the network expanded. So there now are 160 new technology schools in the country, most public schools. They're almost 95% are public schools, not charters. And so we turned around, our board turned around and said to Napa Unified, why aren't there more new techs here? And sure enough, the American Canyon High School that was built and graduated its first class last June is a new tech school. And now we have 10 new tech schools in Napa. And that means that new technology network, new tech network, um, supplies a lot of professional development, a learning platform, and coaching for teachers that Napa Learns pays for. And again, that would be above and beyond the general fund, so the district really wouldn't be able to pay for that without us. And of course, KnowledgeWorks has since dropped out of the picture as well, so it's changed again. That's right. So Lydia Dobbins is back as the CEO, and Barry Schuler took who was on the board of KnowledgeWorks, took uh, New Tech Network out of KnowledgeWorks, and they're on their own now, and they're in the fundraising mode as well. But we are thrilled about it because we feel that we will have a lot of influence on where that whole network goes since we're the largest countywide. Uh, we have Howell Mountains, also a New Tech School, countywide implementation that's being supported and paid for by a partner in the community. And talk a little bit about how this transformation has gone. I mean, any kind of change is going to be met with resistance. And no matter how well it may be going today, it had to be a bumpy road along the way. Well, it really was. And to be honest, because most people know about this story, it started out as SC21, Student Center, 21st Century Education. And unfortunately, the uh, excitement was so strong that um, the early days that Napa Learns wasn't formed yet, um, the district, Napa, decided to sprinkle project-based learning around several classrooms at Vintage and Napa High. And there was a lot of resistance there, tremendous amount. One person said, don't you dare put computers in my classroom. Um, you know, so fast forward two years, that was recognized as a pretty big um, error in the way that it was done. And, and thank goodness for Patrick Sweeney and the new staff coming in. We, of course, we have Mark Morrison, who was the first high school president at uh, principal at New Tech. Um, they agree, um, admitted that it wasn't working. And so that's when they turned around and decided to go ahead and um, look at whole class, whole school transformation. So what we did in partnership with them uh, was say, let's go with the schools that really want to do this. And so there were four. It was River, American Kenyan High School, American Kenyan Middle, and New Tech. And last year, six more schools said they really wanted to do it. And so it takes a, it's a lot of work, especially for Silverado and Redwood, 1,000 kids in each of those schools. So they started with sixth grade last year and now seventh grade. Um, but teachers have to completely change the way they teach and the culture in the school has to completely change where kids are learning because the teachers are giving them projects to do and questions to answer versus the teacher lecturing and doing textbooks and worksheets. So it's it's a very hard work. But again, we went with the people that really wanted to do it. 
not people that we would force to do it. I think everybody in Napa Unified sees it's it's coming for everyone at some point, but that's how we did it. Talk about the difference in culture. We'll talk mm-hmm. more about sort of the programmatic part of it, but I want to talk a little bit about the real difference in culture that it takes for these schools to make the transformation. And and it is the, really about culture. As our friend Dorothy says, culture will eat strategy for breakfast every morning. So the schools that you go into that are New Tech schools, you feel like you're on a Google campus, especially at New Tech High and American Canyon High. Um, kids are in groups and working together. They're responsible to get their own work done. And so there's a lot of uh, the, the, the motto is trust, respect, and responsibility. You will never see teachers screaming at kids or let's get in the classroom or get your books out. You'll see a lot of mutual respect. And sometimes you go into a classroom, you don't even know where the teacher is because he or she's working with a small group off in the corner. Um, and then the culture has to change between the principal and the teacher. So I was in a workshop last summer with some of the te- the middle school teachers and principals, and one of the teachers said, this means I'm going to have to completely change the way I talk to students. I have to talk to them as adults. And even the elementary school teachers realize they have to talk differently to kids. And then the principal said, and that means I have to talk to you differently too. So there was this aha realization um, so the coaching really helps because the coaching reflects back the behaviors that are really unacceptable in a new tech school. So that's pretty much the culture is the most important thing. How does this all line up with the changes that are taking place in with respect to Common Core throughout California? Well, Napa Unified, as well as the other districts, uh, Howell Mountain, Santa Helena, um, Calistoga, and uh, Pope Valley all believe that project-based learning and infused with technology is really a great preparation for the Common Core testing. And so all of those districts actually have been implementing Common Core approaches to learning um, for the last three years, as much as they could. Um, in fact, you know, there was no state test last spring, so they've been doing the practice test for the Common Core. Now, as an indicator, um, just some of our successes, Calistoga was in performance program improvement mandated by the state for five years. Three years ago, they started to transform the school. We infused digital early learning in there with iPads. That was the first school that did iPads and online learning, and they embraced it. And in in just three years, they became a California Distinguished School and a National Blue Ribbon School. They completely turned around that elementary school. At Napa New Tech and American Canyon High, there are tests called the College and Work Readiness Assessment. It's a national test that we pay for. Napa Learns pays for it uh, for American Canyon High. Kids take it in ninth grade and 12th grade, and it's a test of higher-level thinking skills that will be very similar to the Common Core. It's a very difficult test. So the kids get compared uh, between ninth grade and 12th grade and, and how much they've grown in critical thinking. The comparison group is prep schools all over the country. So uh-huh. you could, as someone said on board, said you could put a prep school in a chair for four years, and they're probably going to do better than, than kids in most average public schools. We just received the report. New American Canyon High School students grew – 145% more than the average of all the other schools that took the test, including New Tech Network schools, and, Mer- and New Tech grew 158% more. And yes, they did start a lot lower than the uh, new prep school kids, but they actually reached the same exit score. So that's incredible. That's the most amazing. In fact, I had to go back and look at the data again just to make sure it was real. So that's a real indicator that we're on the right path here. Those kids at American Canyon, that first graduating class, they did an amazing job, and they are learning higher-level thinking skills, which are needed for college. And talk about that, that it really is this focus on critical thinking skills beyond just 
rote memorization. That, that I mean, at, at the heart of it, that is really one of the critical parts of this. Exactly. It's, it's really how we, we work in the real world. We collaborate. We solve problems. We write and think um, critically. And that's the kind of work the students do. And I think you can see evidence of that in some of the letters to the editor that have come out recently from American Canyon middle school kids who are asked to analyze issues and write about them and get published. Um, so you're, you're going to see uh, another example of teachers. A teacher hears a question from a student. They're not allowed to answer it. They have to help guide the student in finding their own answers. That's completely opposite of the way we've all learned. And that's what you need to be able to survive in college and in careers. Talk a little bit about how Napa as a community benefits from all of this. I mean, in some ways, I mean, we I talked to a lot of people about this, believe it or not, during the campaign, because we were talking about the population of Napa aging and young people not coming back. How does Napa benefit? We send more people off to college. Less of them arguably come back to the community. Talk a little bit that's, about that. That's a really good question. And actually, I did some work in Mississippi, believe it or not, when I worked for Cisco, and they had the same concern. Um, actually, the opposite can happen because you're starting to build up a community of more professional level jobs, and people want to come back to a community where they can actually do the, the kind of work that they went to college for. And um, so, so we're looking at building up a whole generation of students who may actually go to the community college and just go right into the workforce, but we're hoping that they will start to innovate right here in Napa and build all kinds of new businesses. Um, the second thing is, as a benefit to the society, is the prevention that this kind of education um, infuses into a, into a, dist, into a community. If you teach kids to read, they will be fewer kids in prison. There's an actual predictor that is very reliable that the number of kids who are failing at third grade is a very accurate predictor of the number of cells you need in prisons for those kids 10 years later. And the other predictor um, is that the discipline in all the schools and the dropout rate is, and that's all the, the money has to be paid for for the police and the juvenile detention and all that, that number is going down because kids are feeling successful. There's no discipline problems, virtually no discipline problems at American Canyon Middle and the other two middle schools and the high schools because of this method of learning. So there's a positive return on investment immediately, and then there's a long-term investment because you're going to have community members who grow up here and want to come back. How does community college fit into this overall equation? It's a really good question also. So the kids at American Canyon High School and New Tech, and by the way, Napa High is very eager to get into on this train. Um, they actually take 12 units of classes at uh, Napa Valley College um, junior and senior year. So when they graduate, they have already 12 units. A lot of those kids, about 40%, go to Napa Valley College to finish and get their associates, usually in one year. So we're trying to accelerate that associate's degree as well. Um, to have it happen within four to five years of high school versus um, two extra years. And um, there actually is very interesting at Napa New Tech, there are no AP classes because they don't need to take AP classes. They're taking the real classes. And also none of those students are in any of the remedial classes at Napa Valley College. Now we're working with Napa Valley College, early discussions to talk about PBL at Napa Valley College because those kids are going to be expecting it more and more to be treated um, the way they were in high school with problem solving and critical thinking. It's almost a K through 14 approach at this point. It is. And actually, we went to Davis with Ron Kraft and uh, uh, Chuck and I a couple weeks ago, and we're talking about it maybe a six year, um, four years of high school, and then four years, of, I mean, uh, two years of college, accelerating that college degree and bringing pro project based learning into the college. 
What is the long-term goal for Napa Learns, bringing it back to, to your organization? Obviously, six more schools coming online. There's a lot of development, professional development work to do. What is the long-term objective of Napa Learns once more of the schools, if not all of the schools in NVUSD are online? And also the rest and, of the And county. the rest of the county, right. Our, we firmly believe, passionately believe, and that's why I moved here three years ago, that this can be a model for the country for transforming regular public schools. Um, so much of the tr- the reform movement has been focusing on charter schools or private schools or schools specifically for audiences of kids who can't get a better education. And so we want to prove that it, with a public-private partnership like Napa Learns, where we're actively involved in the planning and execution of innovation in the schools and transformation and, and fundraising, we're always in a fundraising mode, um, that we could actually transform all the schools in Napa County with you know in partnership and then have a story to tell about how other communities can do that. Um, we don't feel that a lot of what has happened, and the districts will tell us this, they'll tell you if you ask, a lot of what has happened in the past four years would not have happened if it hadn't been for Napa Learns. So we want to transform the county. We were just featured in a case study uh, by Google Education. On You can Google Google Ed uh, Napa and you'll see our case study. And we're also being hmm. featured in a new book coming out on deeper learning, we're being featured, Napa's being featured as a case study for how to transform uh, existing public schools. So that's our mission. It does take about three years to transform a public school, and it's accelerating, so we're trying to raise more money. Uh, we have some interest outside the county in what we're doing. We have a lot of visitors come and see our schools and talk to us. So that's why, that's our long-term vision, is to help change the rest of the 90,000 schools in the country. And how do charter schools and magnet schools fit into the equation? We, we have a couple of charter schools here, actually a couple less than we had a few years ago. How does that that in the magnet schools fit into the equation? Well, for Napa Unified, it fits in beautifully because most of the magnet schools do some kind of project-based learning as well with the theme that they have. The charter schools are actually not the kind of charter schools where you can go off and pick your kids and that's you can exclude other kids and pick your parents. Um, so the charter schools in Napa fit in very well. River's one of them um, to the program. And um, they... River is one of our new tech schools, so they do project-based learning. Um, but nationally, charter schools are only about 5% of the schools in the country. Uh, they take a lot of money. They take a lot of involvement from the parents. And it's not a viable, scalable model for all public schools. In Napa, it's working fine. And by the way, our teachers' unions love what we do, too, because we take care of the teachers so much with our well, it's many, many hours of professional development. To what extent does the changing demographic makeup of Napa impact what it is that you're trying to do? Oh, that's a that's an interesting question. I hadn't thought about that. But I can tell you that I have two friends, colleagues from Cisco Systems who work up here, and they moved here with their young families because they thought Napa would be a great place to raise their kids. Um, they were intending to send their kids to a private school. They've decided not to. Um, so I think the changing demographic that I see is um, more professionals, more young people. Um, with the schools changing the way they are, we get talked about a lot um, outside. It was just I was just at a meeting in Washington D.C. and people are hearing about what Napa is doing. One thing that people don't realize is that um, we do still have poverty in Napa. We think this whole education process will raise the um, socioeconomic status of all of the people and uh, attract more, even more people in there may be 30s and 40s to come and live here. And from a sustainability point of view, talk a little bit about the fund, the ongoing funding for Napa Learns. You talked about it in its initial stage. At first, we relied heavily on very large donations from a few 
families um, and people that live here in Napa. And it was very hard to talk about this um, with people outside of Napa, like the Zuckerbergs and the um, Benioffs, who are giving a lot of money to the peninsula and San Francisco. But now that we have success amazing success on the CWRA with the two high schools. And we're starting to get awards. Our schools are getting awards. Napa is a district of distinction. Um, there's many uh, other people outside the county that are starting to come in. And we're crafting that story of what, how, how we do what we do and how that can be replicated outside the county. So we'll start looking more for grants and more of the larger foundations that have a vested interest in um, education, including Gates, who gave NewTech the first money mm-hmm. to scale and, and replicate across the country. It's so interesting that, and, and I know this has come up over the years as an issue over and over again, even since the early days of NewTech when the Gates money happened, is that there's appreciation for it in all the rest of the country, but people here in the community don't realize sometimes what's going on here. Right, and that, or even that Napa learns is behind it. So the mm-hmm. parents at Redwood and Silverado are amazed uh, with their sixth graders and how their whole way of learning is is changing. And and the Chromebooks, we also pay for kids to get a get a Chromebook on a payment plan. Um, but a lot of people don't know that that's Napa Learn. So we hope this radio broadcast will help. We are trying to get more articles in the newspaper too, because we do need to raise money, and uh, we you know we can't just depend on the millionaires to to help make this work. So. Um, Appreciate it. Uh, any support we can get in the, in the community and beyond. Peg Maddox, Napa Learns, thank you so much for coming in and uh, sharing all this with us. Lots of good information. Thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Napa Valley Radio, for the way we live now.